0: This is In the Know for Monday, August 22, the 234th day of 2022. There are 131 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 Namus, live online at k105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Day number 11 of Where's Quacky? And St. Paul's School has a new principal. We think you may recognize him. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. The bomb is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? <laughs> okay. It's been a few days since I have brought you an old-timey word that maybe needs to make a comeback. Okay. I do those from time to time, and today's word is awkward. It's like backward, only without the B. It's awkward.
1: Okay. And
0: awkward is when a turtle or any other animal is upside down on its back and can't get up.
1: Okay.
0: It's awkward.
1: Okay. But it seems
0: like that would be more appro- we say something is upside down mm-hmm. awkward seems to be maybe a little bit better but awkward seems and backwards seem to be switched when you move awkward or if you're upside down like bottom All side up here's awkward it is a little awkward, yes. yes, and so this moment is a little awkward. But <laughs> the next time you see a turtle, you say, "Oh, look, that turtle is awkward. It is uh, on its back and it can't get up." He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Honk Award. And he's a two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley, and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Are your muscles sore? From uh, all that, all that East Kentucky flooding relief well, that you did on Saturday, well, luck- loading up that truck.
2: Luckily, I left that up to. I mean, the Norder family was on top of it.
0: Ah. I mean,
2: they, the the Norder, well, more the Norder kids. Okay, and, and I, I give props to to Fred Norder, who was one of the leaders of it. And he oh, yeah? was making his kids do all the work, and I respect
0: it. Were there some football players out there? there too? Were some I saw football I players. Saw we tweeted a photo um, that had some some football players. So they were the they were the horsepower of getting everything loaded. You were the promotional arm. Is yeah, that e- is exactly. that fair to say?
2: And uh, I I kind of stood next to the sheriff, and it was good because, as you know, the sheriff was just like, "Yeah, you know, good good work, everyone."
0: Oh yeah, rah uh-huh. uh-huh. rah, and <laughs> uh-huh. everybody along exactly. while other people's do other people do the work that's i mean you said
2: you said it i i I danced around it i'm not afraid
0: uh good good turnout though like good response from people on saturday yeah i know the last
2: i checked they had twenty five thousand pounds and but as after we said that it was like a steady flow of more and more people bringing in smaller goods which was good to see
0: good bunch of money too um that was uh, at
2: least twelve thousand dollars
0: matched by behind the badge so it's a great thanks for uh thanks to grayson county for uh responding and thanks to everybody who was there to help uh, whether it's uh lift a case or load a truck or uh, give some promotion or whatever it took to get that accomplished. So uh, thank you and congratulations. Uh, weather forecast for this week. Uh, sunny, quiet start to the week. We're going to see mostly sunny skies expected today as temperatures will climb into the low to mid 80s. We're going to see mostly clear to partly cloudy skies overnight tonight. Lows fall to into the 60s by tomorrow morning. Mostly sunny for uh, tomorrow with uh, lower humidity. We'll see mostly sunny, 85 today, partly cloudy, 66 tonight. Mostly sunny for tomorrow and a high of 86. Uh, National, well, international news headlines seeing today that the daughter of an influential Russian political theorist, often referred to as Putin's brain, was killed in a car bombing on the outskirts of Moscow. The Moscow branch of the Russian Investigative Committee said preliminary investigation indicated a 29-year-old TV commentator, Daria Dugina, was killed by an explosive planted in the SUV she was driving on Saturday night. So this is only going to, if this has Ukrainian involvement, this is only going to go to make matters worse on the uh, geopolitical landscape between Russia and Ukraine. Closer to home, there was a... Large police presence in the Quail Run subdivision late Sunday afternoon as the Litchfield Police Department was involved in about a three-hour standoff. The About 5 o'clock yesterday, police were dispatched to a home on Nancy Drive where a man was reported inside with a, a gun and he was threatening to harm himself. When uh, police officers arrived, they uh, eventually made contact with him, and just before, uh, after talking it through, just before eight o'clock, the standoff ended peacefully. So uh, multiple law enforcement agencies assisting there at the scene for that issue. It's good A, that
2: that ended as positively uh, as possible. It's,
0: um, it's when you hear something ends peacefully and without injury. That's uh, all. That's the most you can hope for. Friday night, about nine forty, Grayson County dispatch received. Uh, informed officers of a reckless driving complaint on an eastbound Chevy Tahoe in the 3,000 block of Owensboro Road near Ray Pretty Road. Um, Law enforcement officers responded and uh, saw the vehicle and attempted to execute a traffic stop at the intersection of West Main and Old Hartford Road. The vehicle did not pull over until reaching the 600 block of West Main. They made contact with 44-year-old Robert Sarver of Litchfield, it was detected to have a strong odor of alcohol and uh, glassy bloodshot eyes. The um, the Sarver was also driving an expired license. He refused to undergo a field sobriety test and a preliminary breath test. He was transported to Owensboro Health Twin Lakes where he made threats uh, against, a, uh, against officers threatening to kill them. He was uh, arrested and lodged. Hmm. Got... Um, Some information this morning from the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet that indicates additional information is forthcoming in the not-too-distant future. And the uh, release from Chris Jesse with the District 4 of the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet, I'm just going to read it to you, and then that way you'll have exactly the... Same information that we have, and it says, In recent weeks, citizens and local leaders have shared concerns with us regarding a pause in work along the U.S. 62 project between Litchfield and Clarkson in Grayson County. In February 2021, Charles DeWeese Construction Incorporated was awarded a $6.51 million contract to make improvements from the Litchfield Bypass to just east of Beehive Curve. Work on this project continued until early summer and then came to a standstill when the contractor pulled off the job, leaving it about halfway finished. The original expectation of this specified working day's contract has uh, was to have the project completed by this fall. It goes on to say, We regret the extended period of inconvenience on local property owners and motorists, but a timeline of the continuing construction is not currently available. The Kentucky Transportation Cabinet is actively seeking courses of action to finish the project and will provide updates as they become available. So um, obviously, this has gotten some attention. Uh, if you travel through this corridor frequently, you saw you know things were moving along, and you saw earth-moving equipment, and you can see where the new road is going, utilities relocated, and you think, okay, this will be this will be wrapping up sometime in the fall. But in the month of June, I think, is when we, at least Grayson County Fiscal Court, first learned publicly that there was a problem with the financial situation of the uh, company that the contract was let to. Now, I have it on pretty good authority, this is not the only contract that this particular construction company has pulled off the job of. I think there were multiple contracts let in different portions of the state. So it's not just limited to this particular job site, and it's not just particularly limited to our area or even our district. Now here's where it gets a little complex. Those projects are bonded by people. So you've got a, a bonder who basically vouches over here for the project and for the parties involved in the project. But it's the same as any other business transaction. So let's say that a guy, um, let's say you have a contract to build your home, and then your contractor just vanishes and doesn't show up. The practical thing is you think, well, you just get another contractor to come in and finish the job. Well, that might be okay if it's your home, if it might be okay with Mm -hmm. if you haven't paid, but when you've got... Payments in the middle or payments that have been made, then you can't rebid the contract for just – the. my point is it's a very complex issue, and it will end up getting litigated in some way by someone, but any time even like a bank is trying to take possession of a property to resell that they might be foreclosing on, if you will – they still have to follow the judicial process and the timelines until they're at liberty to find a solution to the problem. So, you know, a person like me who tries to look at things logically and practically would go, well, if they're not going to finish the job, just call another contractor that's not busy that can do the job and pay them to finish it. Well, it's not it's just not that simple. And so
2: Is, is there is there such thing as a not busy road contractor?
0: <laughs> well, um, probably not good ones.
2: Yeah. And that's also kind of the thing that I, I've always been curious is it's like if, I mean, even if you're at work and somebody brings you a project that's halfway done and says finish it, it's a little like, ooh, that's not my project. You yeah. Know, that, you know what I mean? It's, the, it's there's a, that's right. that you would rather almost start your own oh, no, so that you, that don't, also you can put you wonder, your stamp on it.
0: Was it done correctly? Exactly. And you that's know, probably got to be part of it. If you have to vouch for it as a whole, then you're worried, well, were there shortcuts I'm, taken? I don't know. I'm sure
2: if, if. Chris Jesse called you today and said, hey, we need you to get your road machine out there and fix it. You'd probably be a little curious as to, was it done right?
0: I operated a digger in a sandbox a couple of times at the Uh state park. I can move some, I can move some earth around. Um, I'm sure you can get a lay out there to help you too. Listen, I just want to tell you, this thing is not going to be resolved in a couple of weeks. I just, if you travel through that area, I don't want you to be, I don't expect a silver bullet. Fixed to this, and so while it has gone the summer and there's been no, uh, really no activity, then you just probably want to adjust your expectations for it to take uh, longer rather than rather than shorter. And uh, I believe, and, and Chris knows when they do have more information, when the transportation cabinet has more actionable information that they can pass along, not speculation, not we hope. Actual information that says here's the new timeline for what's going to happen, they'll share that. And Chris knows that he can come on any time and and share that with people to, so they you know know what to uh, what to expect. It's so weird though when you go down that stretch and you see where the new road is going to go in f- in Oops. front of the Kelly Company. It's like it would be so simple to just take. It's a straight line. Uh-huh. It could go through there. It's gonna be it's, really nice when it is it's, I mean, when it is finished. It's. it's it hopefully will, And it's will even like teased it, it too
2: because it's got like the. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to try and guess what it is on there, but it's yeah. like, it's not real road, but it looks like it is almost.
0: By the way, what – is that Oakwood? Is that Oakwood I the street so that goes out right. to the yeah, yeah, big yeah. subdivision? got right Those are the folks that have to be the.
2: Or even on know, that the houses on the other side the, of the, the Kelly B.
0: The mm-hmm. maddest, you know, that have to just because of living with the disruption for that long. It's, uh, it's understandable. But even Fountain View Estates, you know, the entrance in those businesses mm-hmm. up sixty two. It's um uh, I would imagine when you it's just not uh, not a pleasant you experience. You really gotta get
2: to the Olson's mercantile.
0: Yes, you gotta you gotta <laughs> really want to, don't you Sam? The US Army's criminal investigation division is investigating the death of a soldier from Elizabethtown. Uh Denisha Montgomery, she's age twenty seven, was found the afternoon of August nine unresponsive in her barracks room in um lucius clay Kazern in wiesbaden germany it's according to the stars and stripes she was pronounced deceased at the scene reason we're mentioning she's from elizabethtown she's mother of three she was assigned to the 139th mp company she was scheduled to return to georgia at fort stewart sometime next month someone describing herself as montgomery's aunt wrote in a public facebook post that montgomery had been attacked by other soldiers two weeks prior to her death the post continues saying that Montgomery was waiting to return to Fort Stewart before filing a report on the incident. So mysterious uh, death. She's twenty-eight. The service woman. Twenty-seven.
2: Twenty and three kids. That's terrible.
0: Twenty-seven and serving our country and uh, loses uh, loses her life. The high school football season kicked off on uh, Friday night, and uh, Sam, after two quarters of football. Um, the Cougar faithful weren't particularly happy, but as poorly as the Cougars started, uh, they f- they finished the opposite way, finished strong, held the uh, Wildcats scoreless in the second half to, what was the final score? 33-12, to 12, so the tobacco stick stays painted orange and blue
2: for the fourth straight time. That's the first time they've ever had it four straight times. So it, it, it's good, and it was a good game. I mean, the score does not... I mean cuz Grayson put it on in the fourth quarter and really opened it up but it was it was a really good game for 3 quarters.
0: What were you thinking at halftime when the Cougars um, were down 12 to nothing?
2: Well, I know Kaylor, who's who's my color analyst, he went into he used the restroom in the football building and he came back and he said, "Oh,
0: he still has his pass. He does.
2: He does. I I have not received that honor yet.
0: But uh,
2: I said, "What's how's it going in there?" He says, "Oh, it's going how you can imagine.
0: Mm-hmm. Lots of paint peeling." Uh,
2: yeah, but uh, they they I mean they won, and you know what? And as I Coach Jones and I talked afterwards, in ten years you won't remember how it happened. You'll just remember that you won.
0: Sure. Muhlenberg County lost. Uh, John yeah, that Harden one, that lost. Kind of Surprise me. Big uh, mm-hmm. Breckenridge County blanked by Hancock County, fifty-six to nothing. Hancock
2: County is really good.
0: Uh, Hart County sixty three to nothing over Caverna. Owensboro lost to St. X. Mayfield beat Graves County thirty six to nothing. That's an upcoming Cougar opponent. McLean County, an upcoming Cougar opponent, defeated Ohio County twenty eight to six. And then Barron County gets beat by Metcalf County twelve to nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that an indicator of why Barron County was trying to do some last minute maneuvering to play the Cougars instead of playing someone else? I
2: mean, on Friday night. I mean, I'm not saying. But, uh, but it's a possibility? It's a possibility. There's no doubt that, uh, you know, when the team that they were going to play won 63 to nothing, that might not be necessarily <laughs> the... Uh...
0: Gotcha. Uh, the Reds uh, beat the Pirates 9-5 yesterday. That's good for uh, Reds fans. Kyle Larson... Defeat edged out Chase Elliott to win at Watkins Glen yesterday, and oh, kind I of a no controversial of type of uh, finish there. But uh, Hendricks finishes one-two, and yeah, I know you've been waiting for some supply line good news, focusing on the supply chain issues. It's all been bad news when it comes to supply line over the last couple of years. You may rejoice in the news that chicken wing prices have fallen to pre-pandemic levels in an indication that chicken wings availability and affordability have That's resolved yeah. themselves then uh, just in time for football season i uh, like myself All some right. chicken wings 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 are back baby we got to get to a break we'll come back we're going to talk st paul school we're going to talk that and a whole lot more coming up here on in the know today is eat a peach day it is also tooth fairy day today and it is southern hemisphere hooty Hoo day But perhaps most importantly, it is day number 11 of Where's Quacky? Day number 11 of Where's Quacky, sponsored by the Grayson County Alliance. We should first say uh, congratulations to Kelly Brasher. She knew that on Friday, Quacky spent the day at the Litchfield Aquatic Center. Quacky was getting all familiar with the aquatic center where the Ducking Hunger Regatta will be on uh, September 5th. So uh, here's today's. Congratulations, Kelly. You've got your own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta and uh, just won a K-105 t-shirt, so congratulations. Here's day number 11 of Where's Quacky on our Facebook page. You'll find this photograph. And in the comment section, tell us where Quacky is spending the day today. And perhaps this time tomorrow, we will be uh, announcing your name as the day number 11 winner of Where's Quacky? We also say good morning today and welcome back uh, to both uh, Father Steve Homan and Principal Todd Johnston from St. Paul. Good morning, man. How are you?
3: Good morning.
0: Morning. Doing great. Welcome back. Uh, Father Holman, you've been here uh, several times. Uh, I know uh, Todd also needs no introduction, but uh, I didn't even know until you emailed a couple of weeks ago that apparently you all finally reached the bottom of the barrel on principal (laughs) nominations, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you selected uh, rookie. He has no experience. He has no wisdom in leadership. He doesn't know how to organize teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, You must have just been... Uh, held against your will to to name Todd as your leader at St. Paul School.
3: Well, interestingly enough, he found <laughs> us. We didn't really find him. Um, yeah. Yeah. He had asked uh, about getting the job before the job was available That's right. um, last year. He year. was measuring the drapes? He was. Okay, yes. got it. Yes. Uh, when uh, Chris Reed was principal, he kind of made the comment to him at one point, well, whenever you leave this position, maybe I'll take it. Um, so... He successfully pushed Chris Reed out of the job. Then and I, got, I uh, did, and it was uh, it was a tough field it's a hostile and hostile uh, takeover.
1: Yeah, luckily they uh, chose me out of uh, you know probably twenty twenty five candidates. Yeah, yeah, something
0: like that. <laughs> uh, Todd, you wear so many different hats and have worn so many different hats, and when you finished your time at the uh, at the central office and and retired. I knew I know what a young man you are because we're uh, somewhat uh, contemporaries you 're way too young to stop doing anything, but took a little break uh, as is required, and then kind of measured uh, what you want to do going forward and obviously you still have a desire and I, I would guess maybe we would say a need to stay involved in education what was your What was your thinking on that
1: well uh you know retiring I just kind of hit a wall from at central office and made the decision to retire thinking that you know i'd probably get back into coaching at some point and like father said uh, i did talk to S- or chris reed about uh possibility of saint paul and you know it's such a unique uh, community tight-knit community and it's also a group of kids that i've never been around before so it keeps me involved uh, with, te- with, uh, with the kids, and you know, that's why you get into education. That's why you get into coaching. But, you know, with a K through preschool through eighth grade, I have never been around that um, group of kids. So it's a new experience, a new challenge, and something that I've really enjoyed up to this point.
0: One of your pres- predecessors, and I'm sure someone that uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and probably say was a mentor at some level, Barry Anderson always talked to me about how, You know, he he started out in the classroom, more specifically in the gym at Wilkie. And just kind of when he he moved into leadership as a principal and then he moved to the central office and then he was a superintendent, he said every day I felt further and further away from the classroom. Mm -hmm. And as an educator, that's what called me to the profession was being an educator and having direct one-on-one accent access to young people and influencing them, I guess in in addition to it being a demographic that you hadn't taught, my guess is also to peel away all that leadership stuff and just focus on education.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, uh, with that age of kids, you know, the, they're teenagers, we have teenagers there, but the young ones are the ones that You know, they come to school every single day smiling, laughing, and you can't help but be in a good mood around those kids. But that's exactly, you know, with Mr. Anderson feeling like you get farther and farther away from why you got into this business, and that's 100% true because now – You know, I go to work, I'm happy, I I see the kids and the teachers are great. And, uh, you know, I I get hugged more at school today than I've ever uh, in my career. And, Mm -hmm. you know, little kids are always excited. And, you know, and again, the St. Paul community is they make it that great as well. And, uh, you know, the parents are so supportive and everybody, Father Steve, kids. So, you know, you go to work knowing you're supported and uh, you, that you can make a difference with our, with those kids. Father Father's,
0: Steve, what is it about Todd and his kind of approach that makes him a good fit for St. Paul?
3: Well, I'm first, I'm surprised that uh, he went to high school and the high school kids didn't run up to him and hug him each day. Well, it, it, when you're a principal at St. Paul School, it's a very different kind of job than most principals jobs you're much more hands-on with the kids it's a small community we have 83 kids and so you're he's in there working with uh, recess and pe with the kids he's you know you see the kids in the hallway they they know him he knows every one of their names and um so it's it's we're blessed to have him i mean he comes here with a lot of experience um and that's uh, i've been saying it all the time i've been here when we've needed somebody to fill a position uh the lord sent us the right person Every time, whether it's teachers or you know uh, cafeteria staff, um, the only exception to that actually has been bus driver. Uh, we can't find a CDL <laughs> bus driver, so um, he doesn't ought- want me driving a bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: the one thing he cannot yeah. do. Apparently, we found out. Mm-hmm. You know, Father Steve, you you mentioned something a moment ago. I believe I heard you say eighty-three students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember checking in with you at various mileposts over the last few years, and mm-hmm. and and also, you know, having kind of an unvarnished look at does the St. Paul School have longevity? Will it survive? Sure. There's been there have been ebbs, there have been flows, there have been peaks, there have been valleys. I think it's a, I think it's a, a wonderful news an amazing testament to God's work in the St. Paul community that your number is up to 83, which mm-hmm. sounds like a number that maybe it's not as high as you'd love to have, but sure. you have to be grateful at that number.
3: Yeah, we are, and it's been a resurrection story uh, for our school. And, uh, what was it, 10 years ago, we were 18 students in the entire school. Uh, now we're up to 83. Uh, we were a few more than that last year, uh, but we're, we're doing well, and we're, we're working on our addition. We're putting an addition on the school building four new rooms. We've pretty much uh, maxed out as we've hired more and more faculty. Um, So we needed a couple extra rooms. Actually, we're building four extra rooms onto it. So we're in the process of that and raising money for it and getting – we we were blessed to get the property right next door to the place, which we're going to build that addition on. So, yeah, it really has been a great uh, resurrection story for us.
0: Todd, what is the biggest difference you see – uh, from your 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 role, your most previous role in public education, especially at the central office level, but then just diving headfirst back into the private school landscape. What What's some of the most noticeable differences for you?
1: Well, the obvious one is there's no separation of church and state. Obviously, you know, we be begin every day with prayer, end every day with prayer, go to mass a couple of times a week. But, you know, the small classrooms is... You know, at, you know, St. Paul is a hidden gem. It really is. And, you know, we've got 12 to 15 kids in a in a group. So, you know, educationally, that is such a benefit to those students. They get a lot of one-on-one time. And, you know, the support of uh, the parents, you know, obviously in public schools, you have supportive parents, but you also have some that's not quite so supportive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody's willing to help. Um, it, it, again, it, it's a gem. It's something that I've really enjoyed uh, the first couple of weeks of taking over August 1st, uh, and I do know all the kids by name, surprisingly, and, you know, 83 of them. So that individual um, attention that you can give each kid and know. And, you know, I was talking earlier there sometimes at the high school, um, you know, a kid would walk across the stage at graduation, and I'd be like, I, I can't remember their name uh, because 1,300 kids is a little hard to – to get everybody but you know here it's not uh an issue it's it's such a tight-knit community tight-knit school and uh it's uh it's a blessing to our community to still have saint paul and the fact that it keeps growing
0: in your defense though uh with your time at grayson county high school i know you often were referred to and and dug after you you were labeled as Monday through Friday from, you know, seven to three. You were the mayor of the second largest city in Grayson it's, County. Mm-hmm. There's no way a mayor of a town that size knows everyone's name. So I, I just think that's just because of the the scale and the size. But I think what you're saying is your ability to be involved in more classrooms, to have a more intimate you know, face-to-face relationship with your faculty, your students, your, it just creates a real sense of community that, that maybe maybe the big system doesn't really allow for.
1: Absolutely, it really does, it mm-hmm. really does. and that's, that's obviously, uh, you know, a benefit to St. Paul is, uh, like we were saying, the small classroom, the teachers, the relationships, and uh, not to say anything bad about our public school systems. I, I love Grayson County Schools, and uh, but it is, uh, it's just different and. You know, I didn't even realize how different until I get th- I got there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it uh, it's been a blessing for me. And hopefully I can be a positive impact on those students and even the staff.
0: Well, in this post-COVID, you know, environment and even during COVID, parents were, you know, forced to make a lot of tough choices and, and they were out of necessity required to pay more attention to education. It's either because in some ways they became the teacher and then they said, whew, I don't want any part of this. Mm -hmm. Or they said they had greater appreciation for those who are in the educational profession and trying to do this and then you had some people that said you know this isn't really working for us the way we're doing it we want to do something different and so it's nice to i guess for for, from a parent standpoint it's nice to have choice and father steve if people are looking at making that choice what do they do how do they engage with saint paul school to kind of understand if it's a proper home for them
3: or not well we welcome students to come visit our school uh, especially now like i said with covid being done and uh, so we, we've, we've had students come visit for the day. We've had parents come just to take a look at the place. Um, and, you know, we're always available for visits, for tours, um, that sort of thing. And, you know, we, we have taken in some new students, especially over the last few years. Um, and uh, we're, we're very reasonably priced, uh, really surprisingly so, for, for a Catholic school. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're welcome to, to give us a call anytime time, and we'll set up a, a time for them to come take a closer look at them, meet the teachers, meet the students. And so, yeah, we're always, our doors are always open. We have a couple of classes that are actually filled up, but most right. of them do have room left for them.
0: Uh, isn 't it remarkable that a decade ago you wouldn 't have thought of the idea of having any of your classes filled, mm-hmm. and now suddenly you do right uh, Todd something you said earlier about uh, and you, you were careful to say and i 'm glad you did you' were careful to say it 's not that it 's not the public school, public school parents don 't care because they certainly do, but you get all varying levels of engagement of parental across the, across that spectrum mm-hmm. and as against the landscape of a you know of a religious education i was thinking of I, I heard a leader in our congregation one time say that if you don't if you don't give enough to to god's work if you don't give enough to the congregation you care less Mm -hmm. if you give more you care more in the outcome and the byproducts and the work that is done what i have found in the public school uh genre is that when you have your resources directly involved in the educational experience you care more you're engaged more you're you're you've made a choice to do something different and you get just a different level of engagement is that what you f- is that kind of what you're feeling todd
1: A 100%, 100% and you know the parents are actively involved daily in the in the day-to-day operations of fundraising they're always uh always there for us whenever we need and you know they contribute supplies they bring them in they make sure we have everything we need and um, again they, they're well invested in that community uh you know failure of that school is not an option uh it's just not an option they're going to do everything they can uh to keep it going and you know uh, and again a testament to uh, Uh, Father Steve and Chris, when he was principal, is now we're adding on. You know, you have to build four new classrooms, uh, and so we'll have a lot of spots available if people are interested to come. But, uh, you know, once they get there, uh, they will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I also should point out that your household is still very highly represented at the central office.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. I,
0: we are really super super yep. happy for Tracy and her her move to the central office. I uh, exchanged email with her a few weeks ago, just congratulating her. I know she's excited. Well,
3: he, she, he's yeah. also in, uh, related to uh, most of our students at St. Paul as well. <laughs> well, with my yeah, you're right.
1: With my mom growing up in that area and being mm-hmm. a milliner, there's uh, milliners. I meet every day that I know I'm related to and Higdon's and everything else. Mm
0: Are you also uh, keeping your eye out across those 83 students for those who can dribble a basketball maybe more than the average person can?
1: Well, like Father said, I do teach PE every day for 25 <laughs> minutes, and uh, we'll get a basketball out, and we'll start recruiting some if we can.
0: <laughs> Doing some dribble drills just That's to right. see how people size up. Hey, it's good to see you all. Congratulations, Todd. If, yeah, I, if I
3: could, I yeah. just want to remind people we do have our car show coming up Uh-oh. on Saturday, the 10th of September. Um, and the word is we've got close to two hundred cars for 200. it, two hundred, biggest we've ever had. Um, and so, that, come come on out there, bring a car, or if you don't have a car, just come out and check it out. So our car show is uh, Saturday, September tenth.
0: All right, Saturday, September tenth. Thanks, Steve, Mark. Todd Johnson. Thank you,
3: thank you all for coming in from St. Paul School. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got today's water cooler
0: question. Your chance to win coming right up here on In the note. Did you know? One trait of an Some of intelligent people you. is being easily annoyed they by others, say but saying nothing do. to avoid a meaningless argument. But wow,
1: <laughs> you, genius
0: over here! <laughs> I, I suddenly felt worry. much smarter all of a sudden
1: too.
0: Mm. But, uh, you. I'm not going to say anything to not cause an <laughs> argument. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the number of motorists. You see that guy over there. You see what that guy did. Uh, Here's today's water cooler question. If you everybody suddenly felt smarter. But, you know, the people then that I never really considered, though, the people that just want to start an argument for no particular reasons. It does go back, though, the he who knows the least knows it the loudest. Like, ah, yeah, there you go. You on is. social
2: media or something making that comment?
0: <laughs> Here's today's water cooler question. If you've yet not won in the last 30 days, you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win by calling, uh, by not ca- by calling, mm-hmm. by texting 270-259-6000. 270 259 Up for Gramps today, we'll have the uh, theme park tickets or the tickets to see the Lumineers on August the 31st. And the question is this, 14% of us, have embarrassed ourselves while exercising by doing this 14% of us have embarrassed ourselves while exercising by doing this 2702596000 text the answer the weekend box office dragon ball super Superhero, number one, $20.1 million. Beast at two, Bullet Train at three, Top Gun Maverick at four. Top Gun Maverick has now moved past uh, Infinity War as the sixth highest grossing movie of all time. So I I watched last night... um, Something about Tom Cruise doesn't look exactly right. That no photograph. Face looks a lot longer or something all of a sudden. But I did turn on the firm. Oh. All right. Doesn't that look... Something,
1: I don't even... Something is that Tom Cruise? Him? It it's, is. Something's wrong with it? his nose. Doesn't it
2: have to be? I mean, I, I... I don't... I mean, this is just a picture that
0: was given to me. Huh. I mean, it's a... Strange, yeah, something doesn't look exactly right there. So, congratulations to uh, Top Gun Maverick for moving into that spot. I also am hearing there's a Ferris Bueller sequel in the works, but don't get too excited. They are actually going to write a movie about the two guys that took Cameron's dad's Ferrari for a joyride when they dropped it off. And Cameron and Sloane and Ferris went to Shea Paul and went to the Wrigley went to Wrigley Field for the game. Remember, they dropped and they don't show a whole lot, but they show the mechanic guys or the guys working around the garage there. They go barreling down the street in the Ferrari, and then they bring it back at the end. And of course, the odometer has changed a lot. They're apparently making a movie about that window of time. Hmm.
1: Do well, we need that? I. I don't.
0: If you had just created the movie, what you're doing is you're using a famous brand and then something that doesn't have anything to do with the movie other than something referred to and trying to create new content out of it. So it's like you're using the Ferris Bueller name to get you street cred, but it's not going to have any of the same... The only, the only thing that appears in both movies would be the car, and it can't be the two guys because they've passed. So, but... I don't know. I'm intrigued, but I think it could also blow up in their face a bit. Allie McBeal sequel series in early development at ABC.
1: Hmm. After That's about
0: 20 years, Allie McBeal is due for her comeback. But a sequel to the 1997 series is in early development at ABC after the legal dramedy starring Callista Flockhart in the titular role ended its five-year run at Fox back in 2002. <laughs> so supposedly, uh, I didn't ever watch this program, honey, so you'll have to make sure I got I'll this right. I love it. Uh, Allie McBeal, Callista Flockhart, was married to... Sam, can I see that photo of the cast, please? So, um, all right. So Callista Flockhart, Allie McBeal... The lady to her left that's seated with her, is that her roommate? Yes. All right. So the title character in Allie McBeal is supposed to be the roommate's daughter. Oh. So, again, kind of goes back to their grasping at straws here to carry the story forward. That supposedly... Yeah,
1: I don't think I could...
0: So, but Callista Flockhart then plays, like, the ant role.
1: Okay. I do love her, that will be That
0: will be her involvement. So, that apparently is how they're trying to move this story forward. But you don't seem particularly excited about no,
1: it. No. But I would like to re-watch those again.
0: They have to be available somewhere on I'm something sure. that we subscribe to.
1: That's how I broke my pinky toe.
0: Watching Ally McBeal?
1: Well, so, you know, that was when... I wasn't recording anything, uh-huh. so I put a load of clothes in the washer or dryer, which was at the back of my apartment. Right. So I went running because the theme music came on to the front of my apartment where the living room was, mm-hmm. and I caught my right pinky toe on the door facing and broke it.
0: Ooh. I good times. That's, so that's it. why
1: it looks deformed.
0: That doesn't sound so good.
1: Yeah. Mm. But I do love that show.
0: Is that the
2: answer to the water cooler question?
1: <laughs> Broken toe?
0: Broken toe. <laughs> No, but it's a good one. Dr. Dre reveals how close he was to dying after his brain aneurysm. Apparently, he was on his way out. He is opening up about how severe his health was when he was hospitalized for a brain aneurysm he said that he was at Cedar Sinai hospital and they weren't allowing anybody to come up meaning visitors or family or anything like that because of covid but they allowed his family to come in and he said he found out later they called the family up so they could say their goodbyes because they thought he was gone wow he said he didn't visit he uh, he didn't that he didn't his visit to the hospital back in january 2021 was that serious he didn't think that it was as he had visits from his mother, sister, and family. But when he found out later, like, they were having to keep him alert every couple of hours and do the equivalent of sobriety tests to make sure that he still had brain function. But I don't think anybody realized at that point in time. He said he, he didn't eat anything for two weeks. Well, And so I don't think anybody knew how serious it was until, until later. And then hearing today that Dennis Rodman says he's going to Russia to help free... Brittany Griner.
1: I heard this this morning. So Dennis
0: Rodman says that he will be the saving grace for Brittany Griner. Don't you think that it would be to, I mean I, I don't want I don't want ill to befall Dennis Rodman, but there is a part of me that thinks that if he thinks he's he's so good at this or he can be the savior. He might want to make sure that his pockets are empty. He might want to make sure he he may find out he may find himself in a jail cell right next to Brittany Griner. Is my point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not only do the Russians have Brittany Griner, but they got Dennis Rodman and Brittany Griner. I mean, if you stick your head in the mouth of a lion, don't be surprised if the lion bites your head off. Fair to say, yeah. So, but it will be good entertainment in the meantime. We'll get to a break. We'll come back, see if we've got a winner for today's Water Cooler question. Uh, point to Ponder, Chart Toppers, and more ahead You on In the Know. MP's Point to Ponder for today. Okay, so all garbage is composed of different things. But all garbage trucks smell the same. So is there just a universal smell for garbage? Garbage. You know, everybody, you, you know a garbage smell. Uh-huh. But yet the things you morning. put in your garbage are the di- the d- different than the things we put in our garbage. Like Sam, your your garbage I'll bet doesn't have watermelon rind in it in it today.
2: Mm, well, right now it's probably empty because they've come by. But no, there's no water- watermelon rind.
0: That's right. But ours did. Uh-huh. But yet the garbage would all smell the same. Uh-huh. So why is that? Uh huh. Um science. <laughs> I think that's a really good answer. must be science
2: you you had an Ooh. educator in here a few minutes ago. You should have asked him
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, he's an educator, but i mean we're we're kind of contemporaries, you know i don't I don't know if he's ever actually taught me anything. He's taught me plenty. He has about sure. the okay.
2: about the game of basketball. all
0: right that's good.
2: See, I have to stay on his good side. He, uh, we, you know, I have to talk to him a lot here in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I got it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, by the way, I do want to say I didn't get an opportunity to tell him when. When uh, I do like to point out that uh, about Todd, of all the things that I uh, have liked and admired about Todd over the years, obviously he's uh, you know coach, uh, been successful or whatever, but he was an outstanding catcher. I mean, he, he was a guard on the basketball team. He was a good basketball player. But he was an outstanding catcher for Cougar baseball. And, as Sam, as you know about the game of baseball, your catchers go on to be your best leaders because mm-hmm. they're kind of the on-the-field managers. They see the mm-hmm. entire field. They know who's where. It's, a, it's the quarterback they're, of. They're signaling. That's right. They're the quarterback of, of baseball's mm-hmm. defense. And so – Th- that's Your point always point guard of basketball kind of always made me think it was like yeah that goes on you know because it requires a you got to have a really good uh IQ level baseball IQ level especially to play that position well so
2: you got to be tough as nails too
0: so there i'm i paid him a compliment mm-hmm. after saying he couldn't teach me anything after he left and probably got back to st paul sure after he turned his radio off and then, <laughs> was it, was it? Ba, 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 on television. Oh, your answer. Seventy-eight twenty-six knew the answer was falling off the treadmill.
1: Oh, that was my third. one. Falling
0: off the treadmill. Fourteen percent of us have embarrassed ourselves by falling think, off the treadmill. I think that was on uh, the
2: water cooler question. I think was Roger's oh, comment on that. He
0: was okay. Uh, on television tonight, TMZ investigates what really happened to Richard Simmons on Fox. I never thought I would. I never thought I would say this out loud. You're interested? I'm kind of curious to know what happened to Richard Simmons. What's it on? Fox. Oh,
2: man, Foxes. Is...
0: I just never really thought that I would watch something that was TMZ, TMZ created, but I did watch the Manti Teo untold over the weekend. It's on my list. The world the world owes Manti Teo an apology. Without a doubt. Um... On AMC, the season two premiere of Kevin Can Tell Himself How Much He Likes Himself. Um. That's not really the title of the show, but I don't want to say what the title it really is. On the Food Network, Bobby and Sophie on the Coast. Series premiere, Bobby and Sophie Flay visit Sophie Flay. I guess it's his daughter? Maybe, but Sophie Flay is like souffle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Would it be his daughter and he named her like a souffle? Souffle. Okay. (laughs) That's the television schedule. Let's see. Today's highlight in history. This day in 1851, the schooner America outraced more than a dozen British vessels off the English coast to win a trophy that became known as the America's Cup. In 1914, Austria and Hungary declared war against Belgium. I think I it was over waffles.
1: I,
2: yeah, we can say that.
0: Belgium was claiming too much credit that, for the waffles, and didn't Austria well, said, uh-uh. But you know who won? We don't call them Austrian waffles. We do not. Birthdays today. Carl Yastrzemski is 82. There, I I gave accolades to a Red Sox. Well, he, he's really good. Bill Parcells is 80 today. David Chase is 76. Cindy Williams is 74. She played Shirley on Laverne and Shirley. Colin Ray is 61. Ty Burrell is 54. Phil he's, Dunphy from Modern funny. Family. I love <laughs> he Phil He plays that role time. perfectly. He does. I mean, he just, God love it. You just think, oh, Phil Dunphy. He's such he an, the, he's such an airhead. Uh-huh. Kristen
2: Wiig is 48 today. She's frozen, right? Isn't she one in Frozen? Or who am I thinking of?
0: No. Uh, You're thinking of Kristen Bell. Thank you. Kristen Wiig is uh, (laughs) from Bridesmaids and Target Lady. Welcome to Target from Saturday Night Live.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I know her
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gone but not forgotten. Let's skip over them.
2: Let's get to the chart toppers. Nobody worth repeating.
0: Oh, now actually, Claude Debussy, who the composer of Claire de Lune, I have mm-hmm. to mention him. John Lee Hooker in 1917. Norman Schwarzkopf in 1934.
2: Is he related to Chaffin's? Um,
0: that's where Norman gets his Storm and Norman nickname. Is that what it is? From Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf.
1: Rosemary Clooney,
0: number do. one, 1952, half as much. Kentucky.
2: When there's no one else around. I mean, you can't go to Northern Kentucky without mentioning the Clooney family.
0: Isn't it there in uh, is it Augusta where they have the Rosemary Clooney International Airport?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the Rosemary Clooney House in uh, Lakeside Michael Park, go, Kentucky.
0: 1961, go, the highwayman number one with Michael. Hallelujah. Michael, row that boat ashore. Michael,
2: go, Michael, go. Remember, that was one of the first the true songs I learned how to play on the trombone. On the trombone. Uh, on the old sackbuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh? And I remember because of it, it kept getting stuck in my dad's head. So he would just, but I think he only knew Michael Row the Boat Ashore, Hallelujah, was the yeah. only line of the song that is.
0: War by Edwin Starr, who was number one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to... My Sharona and my the Nat number one in 79.
2: Doesn't Weird will have a.
0: Doesn't it... No, you're thinking of Rick and Bubba, My Chihuahua.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I might be thinking of another. One, two, three, Gloria SF on so Miami Sound Machine. Number one in 88. All right, Puff Daddy, Faith Evans, I'll Be Missing You in 97. Pussycat Dolls, Buttons in 06. And One Direction, Drag Me Down, seven years ago today. There was somebody that did Buy Corona. By Corona. Oh, that's a little more modern. MB's mm-hmm. Pearl of Wisdom for today. The best way to cheer yourself up is to cheer somebody else up. The best way to cheer yourself up is to cheer somebody else up. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B i MB, and now you're in the know.